Hey guys, welcome back to the Fantasy Crew Podcast. This is Anish. I'm Rohan. This is the third episode of the series, and for, we're gonna st- uh, I'm going to mention the things we're going to talk about in this podcast. So first thing we're going to talk about is Thursday's game. Next is the start and sits. Uh, after that is the buy lows, the sell highs, and some players you want to finish off by t- with talking about. So let's just get right started. So we're first going to talk about Thursday's game. Yeah, so uh, the Rams won yesterday. Um, it was... A decently close game. I mean, even when Russell Wilson did leave, Geno Smith actually did a pretty decent job. Um, but yeah, the biggest story is definitely Russell Wilson being hurt and uh, came out around 40 minutes ago that Russell is out six to eight weeks. Not, uh, It's not been like officially confirmed yet, but he could be out up to six to eight weeks. Yeah, Robert Ford just said, actually, I, I, I don't know if I, I just heard on the TV... Uh, it could be, he might not even get placed on IR, so we really don't know anything yet. Well, it all depends on him. Yeah, we don't know for sure, but I think right now what people are saying is it's a pretty good chance he's out six, eight weeks. Um, obviously, that affects you in fantasy if you do have Russell as your QB, um, and it definitely affects the Seahawks as they know uh, Russell hasn't missed a single game in his entire career with the Seahawks, and now he could be out multiple weeks. Um, I think that would definitely make them probably the worst team in the NFC West if they don't have a quarterback, if Geno Smith is their quarterback. Um Obviously, the Niners are still figuring stuff out um, with their quarterbacks. But, um, yeah, I do wonder, though, if they are going to uh, replace Geno, if they're fine with him being their QB. I think someone who could be a chance they sign could be Cam Newton. He's a free agent, and, you know, I think that definitely keeps you afloat until Russell Wilson comes back. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's like one thing. But for fantasy perspective, we need to talk about these receivers. Like, come on. DK and Tyler Lockett. Like, Tyler Lockett... Boomer bust, even with Russell Wilson, that doesn't change. Now, DK is something that is worth looking at. He had a decent amount of yards, actually, with uh, Gino, but I that's not going to last. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think... Uh, see, they're both definitely... Their value has gone down a lot. I mean, especially if it's Gino Smith. I think if it's someone, Cam, or if they trade for maybe Nick Foles, I don't know. I, mean, I still don't see it affecting him that much, though. It'll, it'll definitely help, but it won't even make it, like... They're not going to be at their ADP. That's one thing. Yeah, it's not going to help them, but I think it'll keep them somewhat normal. I think if Geno Smith's the quarterback, they're going to drop a lot because Geno Smith's not good. He's been in the league now nine years. He hasn't been good. I know he looked good against the Rams, but you can't really, that's, you yeah. can't really say anything. The Rams didn't game plan for Geno, so you know I, I don't think... I think if teams start to game plan for Geno, uh, he'll start to struggle a lot more. Um, I think if they sign someone like Cam, I think DK and Tyler Lockett still could be pretty good. I mean, Cam had had some decent games last year, had some bad ones too, but actually against the Seahawks, he went off last year. Almost, I think he had definitely had over 300 yards. They did lose, but uh, yeah, Cam has can be good at times, which could help DK and uh, Ty Lockett if they do decide to go that way. I mean, it just makes it seem more boomer bust, which is yeah. a little more risky. Uh, DK Metcalf, though, uh, a lot of people, it's, it's a similar situation to how Devontae was over the offseason. We weren't sure if A-Rod was going to come back this season. Well... He obviously did. Uh, but if he didn't, then he would have dropped a lot in ADP, right? He wouldn't have been in the seventh pick that everybody wanted to pick him at or a little bit lower if you prefer later. It all, like That's how much it affects DK. Like DK was around the second-round pick for you guys, for everybody, second, maybe third-round pick for everybody. And just losing that all that value, would it hurts. Like DK, he's a great receiver. I, I don't understand the hate between behind him, but it's going to hurt. Yeah, I mean, we know Russell Wilson isn't going to be out for the entire year. Well, yeah, that's... I mean, it's not guaranteed, but, like, most likely he's going to come back this year. Um, so it really, I think, we'll talk about more about what we think you should do with uh, DK and Tyler Lockett, but it really depends on what your team's status is, what your record is, to see if you really can risk 
having DK and Ty Lockett still on your team with no Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, also on the Seahawks side, Alex Collins, he, he was... After last week, we thought that he was going to be really good. We actually know... It was, they were playing the Rams. He's not going to do good. But 9.2 points, it isn't bad for him. I, I don't think it's going to last, though. I don't know how long Chris Carson's out for. But if he's not out for a significant amount of time, he's not going to be that good. Like, yeah, maybe if like, you're in a 12-14 man league and you need a running back or need a flex, he could be a pretty decent player if Carson's still out. Um, but yeah, he, he was pretty good against the Niners. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, like 27 fantasy points, not bad. He was crazy against us, but... Yeah, he, played pretty, he played pretty well against the Niners. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he could be someone who you could look into if you really need someone. Um, but I feel like there's going to be better options than Alex Collins. Okay, uh, so now we can talk about uh, the Rams. Yeah, so um, the Rams, they struggled in the beginning, always scoring, I think, three points at half. Um, but uh, Stafford did get hot at the end, and they, you know, they their offense was really good at the end of the game. Um, it is Seattle's defense, so, you know, nothing major there. Seattle's defense isn't good. They give way too many, like, wide-open plays. Um, Stafford's injury to his thumb to, or, or finger or whatever uh, definitely impacted him a bit. He could have probably missed a few throws that he could have had, uh, or underthrew them, overthrew them. Um, but yeah, so I think, uh, the Rams are obviously still a really good team. They did lose to the Cardinals, but I don't think that's really anything major, but, um, yeah, I think the Rams are definitely contenders this year. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely do think the Rams are the contenders. Now, from the fantasy perspective, Cooper Cup did play very, very good, even with Robert Woods being a baller this week, and Robert Woods, he got hyper-targeted. I think he had, like, 10 receptions. Like, 150 yards, something like that. He went crazy this yeah. game. Yeah, 27, I'm pretty sure. Um, Cooper Cup, 16, not bad, but uh, I still don't think he's anything, like, really, really special this year. I think he had a really good start, but I think he's going to have more of these games where he has those 11, 16, which he had the last two weeks. But I don't think he's bad. Uh still think you should probably trade him if you can, get a lot for him. But uh, I think he was definitely wide receiver one on your team, maybe two. He's a wide receiver one in the entire fantasy, but that's mm, I don't know anymore, though. Oh, I, mean, I mean, I don't think he is going to end up as a wide receiver one. I still think it's Devontae, then Tyreek Hill, then, honestly, at number three, I'm kind of moving Justin Jefferson up my list a bit. I don't know if he'll end no, up at three. I don't, I don't know how. Justin, I mean, he's been okay, but he's just, he's gotten a touchdown last two weeks, I think, but he's two touchdowns uh, two weeks ago, but I don't know how consistent he'll be. Um, but yeah, so Cooper Cup. Definitely still a really good receiver, but I'm just af- afraid of how many of these Robert Wood games we're going to see. I mean, it's not just that, though. You guys have to also be worried about, I mean, Cooper Cup, right now, it, you could probably trade him for the moon. Like, I'm not even kidding. You can get, like, you can probably get Devontae, or you can get Tyreek Hill. Or, honestly, if you pair him and, like, another elite running back, you can probably get Christian McCaffrey. That's how much people are valuing Cooper Cup right now. Yeah. I, if you can get that, you do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think uh, Cooper Cup is going to be a superstar type player this year, just because of... You know, all the weapons on that uh, Rams offense. Um, you know, it is encouraging, though, that the Rams have been throwing it a lot more, I feel like, with Stafford over Jared Goff, because, I mean, Stafford's easily better than him. But, um, yeah, I think Cooper Cup is definitely going to be better than years prior because of just how much more the Rams are passing it. But, um, yeah, I, I, if you could get something really good, like a superstar player, who, you you know, you know you've known to be really good in the past, I would do that because uh, I feel like Cup is going to have a few games where he struggles a bit just because Robert Woods is having a really good game. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about that. I think he's gonna, it's going to be a similar offense to how the Bucks play. I mean, most contenders, they usually do play like they'll give it the throw to everybody. That's one thing that's happening with the Cardinals right now. I think that's happening with the Rams. That's how it works. But uh, one thing I do feel about Cooper Cup, 
I wouldn't like. Don't don't think this is a low ball. Do not look, uh, like try to sell him low. He's yeah. still a very good. Player. Don't sell him low. He's still really good. I'm just saying, if you get a superstar for him, definitely do that. Yeah, that, that's what he's I'm, that's still he still sh- is going to be your uh, starting wide receiver for your team, wide receiver one or two, honestly. He's a top. He's a top seven wide receiver. So he's still so yeah. high on my leaderboards. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I you still trade him for a superstar no matter what that you know can be consistent and reliable. So we always will trust Cooper Cup no matter what, even if he is, um, for another two or three weeks at least. If he has bad games, then we'll start deteriorating him. But I still got him pretty high. Yeah. So uh, now we'll move on to, to Daryl Henderson. That's another player I really would want to talk about. He he's. Buy buy low on him, like not buy low, but like if you can get him, get him on your team. He is a workhorse, workhorse running back. He's gonna get all the touches. He he looks good. I mean, he is a little injury prone, which is a little risky, but he looks really really good this year. Yeah, he's been pretty good this year, and he's definitely a flex for your team. Um, you know, much not even a flex. I think he's honestly an RB two. Yeah, I mean, I think in ten, uh, twelve, or fourteen man leagues. I mean, if you're in a Ten man league, it's not ideal. He definitely could be your RB two. Would you much rather have him be your flex? Um, but yeah, Sony Michelle doesn't help him, but it doesn't really affect him too much. Um, he did take a Michelle took away a touchdown from Henderson last week, but yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about Michelle being there too much. I still think that uh, Henderson is definitely the number one running back on this team. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, next thing I want to talk about would be starts and sits for. Uh, actually, no, I want to review our stresses from last week. So, my first start, I got, I said Mike Williams. I did get this one wrong. I didn't really expect that. I thought he was going to be really, really, like, good this year, this year, but I lost all hope. He, he he just wasn't getting targeted. He got, I mean, there. I think there was one play where he was about to get, like, a really big touchdown, but it it didn't happen. Justin Herbert way overthrew him, and that still, I, I don't trust the player like I that. wouldn't say, I still don't. Really to trust the guy because he's not. I mean, he's never been anything too much in his career. But I don't think his entire season's over yet. I still think he could be something, but uh, it's still a long shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. All right. My next start was Jamar Chase. I got this one right. Kind of. Yeah. He got like thirteen. This is solid. Solid is yeah, a really good solid. Game. But you want more out of your really good receiver. I honestly think from where he was drafted, that was really those really good points. He has looked really good this year. He's definitely gonna. If we were talking about just this month, he is the offensive rookie of the year, no matter what. Yeah, it was a good start. My next start was Robert Woods, but this is last week, so against the Cardinals. He, again, another solid game, around 13, 14 points. So that's a good game in my perspective, so. Yeah, it's nothing special, but it's definitely not bad. It's solid. Uh, I mean, if you get 10-plus from your player and you're in a 10 or 12-man league, then that's what you honestly would want because that means they're being consistent. And usually in 10, 12-man leagues, there's a lot of players that don't do as well because, you know, your teams are much less deep. Uh, but, yeah. Woods had a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, my next sit was Rondell Moore. He did not do good. He had like three points. I thought he was going to be good this I, He still could be really good this year. I mean, it was just a bad game. We'll, we'll see how he progresses. He's playing the Rams. Really good defense, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, my just issue with Rondell Moore is that there's way too many receivers on the Cardinals right now. And uh, I think in the future, he'll definitely, he could definitely be a good receiver. But right now with D-Hop, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, then uh, Rondell Moore... I just don't see how he can ever really be consistent. He'll have a few good games just because maybe he scores a touchdown, but there's no way he'll be consistent for you. Yeah, I, I mean, that's understandable. Uh, my next player is uh, Damian Harris. Now, I do think Damian Harris had a bad game. He looks like a pretty good running back for the Patriots. I don't know what a fantasy perspective, but he is a good running back for the Patriots. 
They, I mean, he had he had like two points. It was against the Bucks defense. There's not much you can. Really I mean, do it wasn't that. wasn't also just about the Bucks defense. I mean, the, the Patriots gave up running the ball pretty much instantly uh, in that game. Uh, I don't know if it had anything to do with Tom Brady. You know, obviously that Bucks offense is special, but they couldn't really do much uh, last week against the Patriots. But I don't know if what really changed in their game plan. But they didn't really want to run it at all with Harris. Um, they pretty much gave up really fast. In the first quarter they ran with him, I don't know if he really got any more carries. Um, Brandon Bolden sort of took a receiving back role after that. Um, yeah, so not great, but we'll, we'll see how he does maybe against different opponents. I, I, you never know really about uh, Brady's return game, which might have changed some things. But, yeah, I don't think he's really going to – you could, like, really give up on Damon Harris, but uh, he didn't look good. Uh, well, I mean, he looked fine. It's just that he didn't get any uh, carries. Yeah, that, that's really – that's – yeah. Uh, my next, uh, now that those are my starts and sits from week three. Okay, so my week four. Uh, my week four starts and sits was, my first one was, uh, Logan Thomas. He got hurt pretty much instantly. Didn't get any targets, receptions, nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really say how he would have played if he did play, but, uh, yeah. So, we'll just move on. Uh, next one was Dawson Knox. He had 20.7 points. This is definitely a really good start for your, if you need a tight end. I mean, he's probably, I don't know if he, I think he probably had the highest scoring Tight end game, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had, like, he had two touchdowns. Yeah. So, so I, really I, good game. Kelsey didn't really play good, so I think Dawson Knox was the number one tight end. No, no, no he wasn't. CJ Osmo was. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. top Definitely top three uh, tight end this week. But, um, yeah, Last I mean, week. Dawson Knox is... He's been pretty good this year, and I think he could definitely be your tight end for the rest of the year. Yeah, he had 20.7 points, to be exact. He was the tight end, too. So, yeah. Okay, so, for my next start, I said Cordell Patterson and... This was definitely right, as he had 34.6 points, three receiving touchdowns. Um, Yeah, he's looked really good for the uh, Falcons this year. If he keep it up, I don't know if he'll keep it up, but um, if he does, that would be quite good. Yeah, I mean, Cordell Patterson will always be a good running back. Um, He he, he just looks like a good good player. I mean, yeah, he's not really a running back, but uh, he, he, yeah, okay, he plays running back, but he's definitely much more of a wide receiver. Um, He was just in the running back position right now, so... We already know he'll be good at receiving, and I don't know how many carries he'll continue to get. But um, if his receptions keep up, then he'll he'll stay good. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know how consistent he'll be. Mike Davis hasn't really hurt him too much. I mean, I'd say definitely Patterson hurt Mike Davis a lot more. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Yeah, Coral Patterson, I don't know how high I'm on him. I, I am on him right now. It, it's weird. He could be really good this year. He could be really bad this year. It all it all depends on how much how he does. Honestly, yeah, his usage I think really matters. He's he's gonna get receptions because he's a wide receiver playing running back. But um, I think his carries is really the big thing. His touchdowns. He's gonna need touchdowns if he wants to do good. I think because I don't really know how many receptions he'll get or carries he'll get. But yeah, we'll see. Um, for my first start, I said Justin Fields. Uh, I was right about this as well. He had seven point two six points. Fields just isn't ready yet to be a... I mean, I know he's starting for the rest of the year. Oh, which, he meant for a sit, by the way. Yeah, for my sit. Um, uh, I don't know how ready he is um, to play in the NFL. I know the Bears announced that he is starting for the rest of the year. It's not really something I totally agree with. I sort of like the idea of sitting your quarterbacks the your rookie year. I just... I don't really see... I don't really think it's good to play them. I know they get experience and stuff, but I just feel like watching someone else play really improves you. We've seen all these quarterbacks from... Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, all who sat out their first year has looked really good after that. Um, 
I mean, Roger sat out his first three years. I don't think anyone should really sit out three years or four years. I don't know how many years Roger sat out, but I think one year is definitely better. Um, yeah, it was against a bad D. Fields definitely looked much better against the Lions than he did against the Browns, but yeah, I don't really advise you to start Fields the entire year. Yeah, I mean, that, that, it's just how you learn. I mean, he doesn't have really much to learn from his QB, but still, it, it, it's it's always... Yeah, Andy Dalton's nothing you could really like learn off of, but it just helps to see, seeing a vet like that play football and uh, lead a team. Yeah, that's why they got him. Yeah, um, so next I got Mike Davis, 10.6 points, so definitely not too good, but... Uh, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Probably, I mean, if you're in a deeper league, he's probably a pretty good start, but yeah, if you're in a deeper league, Mike Davis should be starting for you every week, but... If you're a 10 man or lower, then probably not. I mean, 10 points isn't great. And with how Patterson has been playing, he's been taking a lot of touchdowns away from Mike Davis. I mean, Mike Davis, honestly, probably shouldn't have even gotten 10 points. It was just a, a late touchdown. So, like, if that goes away or if it's a blowout or if they're winning, uh, he probably doesn't get those 10 points. Not even that. You do not want to touch an independent player. That's the one yeah. thing in fantasy that you never do want. That, that, to imagine taking away six points. You would have had four fantasy points. Yeah, I mean, I, but uh, Mike Davis isn't really, though, he's in that category of players where, you know, this is more for deeper leagues, um, but yeah, he's nothing special this year. You know, I think people had high hopes for him. I definitely had high hopes for him after how he played in those, like, three games replacing McCaffrey last year. I mean, I know after uh, after some time he sort of slowed down a lot, but um, those three games really showed he had potential to be good, but he's been really disappointing this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, so those are my previous starts and sits, and now we're going to move on to our starts for week five. So, uh, yeah, uh, I will start it off. But one thing I do want to mention is that later in the future, we might be doing uh, a little bit easier of a start and sits. Now, our start and sits are pretty deep. We we do it for the 10-mans, 12-mans. But we later down the year, we might start switching to a little bit better starts and sits that are, like, good for 8-mans, 6-mans, 10-mans, all leagues. So, I mean, if he's on the waiver, obviously. All right, so my first start, now this is going to contradict a lot what I say later in the podcast, but my first start is Cordell Patterson. Now, I do really think Cordell Patterson will be good this year, but at the same time, I'm not really sure. He's a really weird player. He doesn't get enough attempts in the backfield. He doesn't play a lot of snaps. They do like using him in the red zone, though, which is kind of cool, but... I'm not a big fan of him yet. I mean, to me, but he's just a wide receiver. But he doesn't get many carries. He just still gets some carries. He's just... Touches, I mean. He only had, like, max touches, like, 15, which is not really... Com- yeah, receiving and uh, uh, rushes. But, I mean, if you get seven seven receptions, that's seven points. And you're going to get at least... If you get seven receptions, you're going to get at least over probably 30 to 40 yards, which that's, like, the minimum. So I think he could be a consistent 10 this year, um, which, if you're in a deeper league... That's your flex right there. Or, I mean, maybe running back two if uh, if he gets a few touchdowns. Um, yeah, we, we had to wait and see how that one turns out. But that's our, our at least my opinion on that. I, I still think you should start on this week, though. He's playing a really bad defense. Yeah, he's playing the Jets. I mean, the Jets, yeah, they've been pretty bad running backs this year. I mean, for what it's like, what the team is, I think Roberts Hall has done a pretty good job with that defense. Um, but, yeah, they're just... It just gets to a point where your team isn't talented enough to... By the way, this could be just coming from a biased Niners fan that we're saying this. We still don't Yeah, but I mean, I, I like Sala a lot, but like, he, yeah, with his, the, the Jets don't really have that talent of a roster, and I know their offense has been really bad, but, but I mean, the defense hasn't been horrible. Yeah, I mean, that that's something that we can all agree on. All right, so my next start... Oh, by the way, another start that I do want to mention that he's... It's like what I said earlier... 
it's Kyle Pitts. Now, this is also a very, very good matchup. Ridley was ruled out this morning uh, for this game. He's not flying to London. So that's that's an automatic start for Kyle Pitts for me. He's already been getting nine targets some games, six other games. It's kind of inconsistent. But six, eight, nine, and three, I think they were. Yeah. Which is uh, – that's what I want for my tight end. I mean, that like if he's – I don't know. He hasn't obviously performed to his ADP, and I don't know if he will this season, but – it's like Najee was the first game. He had 5.9 points, but when the offense figured out how to use him, he he's amazing now. He's playing amazing, which I really think could still happen to Kyle Pitts. I just don't think the Falcons are really going to use Kyle Pitts too much this year. I, I don't really know why, but uh, this doesn't seem like they want to get him too involved in their offense, which is just I, not an encouraging I, sign. I don't know about that. I mean, they, they haven't thrown him the ball. It's just some games. I mean, it hasn't been that much. I mean, yeah, he had nine and eight targets, but like, eh, I don't know how... He hasn't really been doing much with it, and uh, he he just some games isn't getting targeted until late in the game, and uh, yeah, I just I don't really think he's gonna be anything good this year. I think honestly, waiver wires are might be a better option. I mean, obviously this week start him. He's playing the Jets. You want to play him? I know the Jets, they just just don't don't have a talented enough defense to really stop him. And there's no Calvin Ridley. That's what they're keeping. Yeah, him and the main yeah the main thing is definitely no Calvin Ridley. Um, I, think, I, I see him getting 10, 12 targets this game. Yeah. If he doesn't, then honestly, two more weeks. If that doesn't stay up, he doesn't get above 15 fantasy points. He should be on your waivers. He should be on the waivers. I mean, also, uh, if now that uh, Ridley's out, Russell Gage could be someone that you could look into uh, if you need a flex. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing with the rookies. It's really hard to tell how they're going to be. And tight ends. So that's like, that's like two bad things. Yeah. Um, the next next start I have is... Uh, is uh, Marquise Brown. Now Rohan's gonna talk a little bit about why. Yeah, Marquise Brown has been actually pretty good this year. I mean, he definitely had that uh, drop issue against the Lions, um, but he had a really amazing catch against the Broncos. Um, but yeah, he's been pretty consistent over ten. So I mean, the uh, the Colts defense has been pretty disappointing this year for I think what we thought they could have been. Uh, but yeah, you know, I still think it's a pretty good start. Um, if you need a wide receiver. Yeah, it's always Marquise Brown's a really good receiver, he's a fast receiver, and he's been very good this year. So I do think he's a start. Now, please start your studs. All but all these starts and say start your studs no matter what. Yeah, that, that's one thing. Uh, all right, that's my next start. My last start would be Jacoby Myers. He's a pretty good matchup against the Texans. He's looked really good this year. He's got a bunch of targets. People are sleeping on him a lot. Don't sleep on him, Jacoby Myers. I don't know how good he'll be this year, but this game I think he'll be good. He's it's just that. I don't know. I feel like the Patriots receiving core is just too crowded with Kendrick Bourne, uh, him, uh, Aguilar, Hunter Henry, and John M. Smith to where I don't know if I could trust him. He has been pretty good this year, but I just don't know if I could trust him. I mean, for me, at least how I view fantasy, I always think of targets as the main thing. Like, if you're getting targets, you're on my team. That's how I view it. That's all I care about, honestly, for receivers. Like, I don't care how good you do in some games. If you're on the waivers and you're getting... Eight to six plus targets. That's or eight to seven plus targets. I'm picking you up. That's all I care about in my receiver. And Jacoby Myers has been getting that. Mike Jones seemed to like him a lot. So we will see how that turns out. Uh, my sits. My my first sit is Miles Gaskin. Now, he really really disappointed us this year. I really thought he was going to be good this year. I don't know how good, but I did think he was going to be good. He looked pretty good in the preseason. He looked pretty good last year. And he's probably going to get benched by his backup soon. So Yeah, I don't really know what happened in this year. He really struggled. I mean, point... and, he's, and he's playing the Bucks, which is not fun. Yeah, point three points last week. 
he's pretty much now, I think, honestly, a bench player. I think Ahmed has honestly taken over his starting spot. And with uh, no two of the Dolphins are going to be down. Bench player, not from fantasy, by the way. Yeah, in real life. yeah, bench player in real life. Um, and now with uh, no two of Jacoby uh, Brissett's playing, and he's going to be down against the Bucks. They're not going to be winning. And, I mean, Tom Brady has killed the Dolphins in his career. He knows how to play that team. Um, played them twice for the past, I don't know, 20 years now. Um, so, yeah, I... I uh, yeah, I don't really think Gaskin should really be starting any more than this entire year. I honestly think in one more week he has a bad game this week, which he probably will. That's a sit. That's a sit. That, not even a sit. That's a that's a cut for me. Yeah, I think you could drop him now. I feel like there's much better options than the waiver wire right now. Yeah, that's, that's something to keep note of. Uh, my next sit is Melvin Gordon. Now Melvin Gordon, he has a pretty hard matchup against the Steelers. It's not amazing. It's not good, but he's it's it's. Jamal, I mean, uh, Javante. Javante Williams is slowly taking over that role. He is going to get that role by the end of the season, no, no doubt about that. But uh, it's he's just going to keep on eating away into his carries, and Melvin Gordon eventually is going to deplete. So every every week he is going to most likely be my sit, unless he has like an amazing matchup against the Texans or the or the uh, Jaguars. He is going to be my sit. End lines. He is going to be a sit for me. Yeah, um, Javante. I don't think he's going to ever. I don't think he is going to be a main starter on this Texans team, but. Uh, I Broncos, don't th- Broncos, Broncos. Oh, yeah, Broncos. Um, but I think they're going to split carries for pretty much the rest of the year, which is definitely not good for fantasy. You don't want that. I mean, if you're in a 12-plus league, then I think he is definitely someone you should probably keep on your team. But uh, if I not, think you should have Javante over him, honestly. If he, I mean, yeah, but if if, if uh, you have no other options. Javante probably shouldn't be on the waiver wire if you're in a 12-plus league. Not but, even a 10-man league, he wasn't yeah. on the waivers. And, yeah, that, that's just one thing to keep in mind. Javante Williams is somebody to hold on to for sure. I, next couple of years, I I seen how he played. He looked really good. Like that that line isn't a great. And there is one run he broke. I don't know against who it was. He broke like fifteen tackles. He was just getting tackled and tackled and tackled. He was not going down. He got like twenty yards off that. He is he's looking good. I I do think in the next couple of years he could be a workhorse back. So yeah, I mean if you have a dynasty, that's somebody I would be willing to keep. My dynasty players are Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Najee Harris, all the rookies that have been good this year. And obviously Jamar Chase. Sorry, I'm rambling. Uh, my last sit is Tim Patrick, another player on that Broncos team. Another hard matchup. Joe Harris. I don't know if Minka Fitz is there, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just a bad matchup. Tim Patrick is pretty touchdown dependent, and yeah, I one thing I do want to keep in mind though, if Jerry Judy is on your waiver wires, I would pick him up. He had seven targets in the first half. He like he's getting over targeted. Like that, that like hyper targeted that over targeted. That's what you want on your team. Like I like that. That and he had like almost like I think he had twelve fantasy points at the half, which is really really good. Uh, that's what I want for my my Judy. Team. Yeah, Judy. In week one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah uh, yeah. You can just keep him keep him uh, IR, on IR. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think he, he'll be pretty good this year. Honestly, he's getting those targets. It's everything you want from your uh, star. Uh, like he can be a flex. Yeah, he had thirteen points, six receptions, seventy two yards. Definitely something I want to I want you to keep mind of. Yeah. All right. You got anything to say about that? Yeah. So, uh, my start's now? Yeah. Okay. So, for my first start, I got Corey Davis. He played really well against the Titans, 21.10 points. And now he's playing the just terrible Atlanta D. Uh, Zach Wilson's just starting to prove a lot, which I think uh, will help Corey Davis out a lot. Um, there's not too many other weapons on that offense. It's just him and Jameson Crowder, really. Uh, so, yeah, I think if he, gets, if he could get some uh, receptions, he'll have a pretty good game. Yeah, um, uh, Corey Davis is a good receiver. I mean, last week he had a pretty good game. Oh, no. 
Jameson yeah. Crowder had a good game. He had 21 last week. Oh, okay. They both had good games. Uh, yeah, Zach Wilson looked pretty good last game, but they were playing a very, very bad Titans defense. So we don't really know. Corey Davis, he is my starter for me this week. I think he'll be he will be good this week. But yeah. Yeah. So from our next star, I got Kirk Cousins. Uh, I know he had a rough game last week, but he's playing the Browns defense, and you know we know what the Browns defense is. And now he's playing the Lions defense, which is a very good matchup for him. And, you know, the first three weeks of the year, he was playing the best football of his entire life, um, which I think we'll, he'll uh, continue to do this week. Um, yeah, if you need a quarterback, you know, Russell Wilson just uh, got down. Uh, you should, I think, pick up Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, if he is, I would pick up Trey Lance over him in the, no, the deeper setting. Oh, yeah. What? over No, but, like, uh, I know Trey's rushing quarterback, but he's a rookie who uh, is playing Cardinals defense, who has been pretty good this year, and he's very inconsistent. I Not mean, this week. I'm saying for the long haul because he yeah. did have 20 points. I mean, I think if you lost Russell Wilson, uh, oh yeah, for this week, if you need if you need Kirk Cousins, I would go with. But in the long haul, if you were desperate, like if you're in like a very very deep league, no, but I don't know how much Trey Lance is playing though. They haven't really announced if Trey Lance is going to be the starter. I know, but you should. I think you should hold on to him for sure. I don't know. I mean. I do like his Week 17 matchup, which if you do make the finals uh, of the championship, he's playing the Texans, which that is a great matchup. If Trey Lance does stay the starter, which I personally don't think he will. Cause, uh, I mean, I think if he beats the Cardinals this week, I think he could he probably Oh, if he will. beats the Cardinals, he is the starter for the rest of the I mean, it depends how he plays. I mean, yeah. if he beats the Cardinals and he plays well, then uh, he'll probably be the starter. If he doesn't play well in the defense kind of carries the Niners, then I think he'll go back to Jimmy, but... Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, um, I think if you all right, this is this is getting pretty up top. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, yes, I do agree no, with that start. Kirk Cousins, yeah, definitely start him. Um, so next, I got the Steelers defense. I mean, this is not really like a guaranteed start, but it's it's kind of risky. Um, not the Steelers defense. I think the Broncos defense. Uh, I think uh, the Broncos, the Steelers, uh, Big Ben. I don't know what Big Ben is, but uh, I know the the Steelers have enough offensive weapons where this could be a bad start. But uh, I just. I don't really can't trust the Steelers' offense, and um, yeah, it's been pretty bad this year. I mean, they did score a decent amount against the Packers, but yeah, that was just because it's garbage time. They're just I'm really just saying this if you like, if you really don't have any other options on defense. I mean, there's obviously better uh, defensive matchups. This week is weird. There's a lot of bad matchups. Like a lot of bad defenses are playing really bad teams. That's that's pretty. That's a big issue this week that I saw. I think it was like only like two good matchups, like Bucks versus Miami and. Patriots versus uh, Texans. That's yeah, it. there's no real good matchups, which kind of makes you sort of you have to take a little risk this week with your defense. And I think the yeah, Broncos. I'm, I'm going have... with Steelers defense against the Broncos. So. Yeah, well, I'm going the other way around. Um, I think the Broncos could have some pretty good upside. Yeah. Uh, for my last start, I got Mike Gesicki. The Bucks defense is really struggling against tight ends this year. Every single tight end they've played have gotten more than ten. Um, even like Hunter Henry and Jonathan Smith both got ten last week. So I think, I know they don't have Tua, and I know Jacoby Brissett's their quarterback, but I think Kosicki will get at least a touchdown this week and get over 10 points. Oh, yeah, that's definitely possible. Mike Kosicki, he, honestly, last year he was pretty good, right? He, he was a top. Yeah, he, top. Struggled, he struggled at the beginning of the year, but uh, it's starting to, it's starting to heat up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so now I'll move on to my sits. My first sit is Tyler Boyd. I know last three weeks we've had some pretty good games, especially last week, 20 points. Tyler Boyd. Oh, my bad. Tyler Boyd, yeah. Um, this, but this week I do think you should sit him with T. Higgins coming back, playing the Packers. Uh, you know, I think him and Jamar will probably be going, go, be going against Jair, uh, which is just not great. Um, yeah, so I think sit Tyler Boyd. Not just that. I think you should sell him. He's he, if um, yeah, sell him for sure. T. Higgins is coming back soon. He's that wide receiver two already, and then Jamar Chase wide receiver one. That's just 
That's just I don't know Jamar Chase is. I don't know. I think T Higgins is the wide receiver three. I think it's honestly right now. I think it's still Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, then T Higgins. Because uh, T Higgins is good in the beginning of the season. Fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in real life, I think Tyler Boyd is still the best receiver. He's the most. Uh, I mean, this is T Higgins' second year. Jamar's first year. Tyler Boyd's been in, a, in the year uh, the league a few years now. So I think uh, I think the Bengals try to trust him a little bit more uh, against the other two receivers. But yeah, I think um, in fantasy, sell him. And don't start him this week. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. So for my second sit, I got A.J. Brown. I know he's fully healthy now, or, well, he's not, he has no injury designation, but um, I just don't trust him to play full snaps. I know they haven't said anything, but I just don't think he will play full snaps. Um, yeah. And I don't think playing the Jaguars, but uh, I don't know. I feel like the, the Titans are just going to run it with Henry the entire game and just blow out the Jaguars, which will not give too many opportunities for A.J. Brown. And this is probably my biggest disagree of, well, ever. Uh, A.J. Brown is still an elite receiver. I mean, it depends on the snap share. If he gets full snaps, I would definitely play him. If uh, he is good limited, then it's your choice. But if he is fully playing snaps, he's going to get hyper-targeted. We saw how bad the offense was last year with Tannehill. They were not doing good. Like, I mean, not last year, last week. They, yeah. they, you can throw the ball. They were just running the ball, and that, that didn't even turn out well. It lost, so they're going to rely on A.J. Brown. I, mean, I don't know if they're going to like... I don't think they will. I mean, I still think the Jets are a better team than the Jaguars, and I think... Uh, but don't sit him. At least at least I think that that's a choice. That, that's not a sit. I don't think that's a sit, because I, I don't think he'll play good. I just I just don't think he'll get enough targets with his injury. I don't think Rabel wants... Uh, but it wasn't that injury, that's the thing. It wasn't, but it's still an injury. and Coming back from that is never a good thing, and also... the. Which Jags do have Shaquille Griffin, who's probably going to be guarding AJ Brown, and Shaquille's a pretty good corner. I mean, last year he dropped 24. I mean, okay, okay we're going to stop arguing about this. We'll, we'll see. It's honestly, I, I don't think, I think he's a start, honestly. It might be biased because I do have him in fantasy, and I am starting him over Marquise Brown, which could be a risk, but I think he is a start. I think, yeah, I think outside of this week, definitely start him, but I'm just saying for this week with his injury, and I feel like it's going to be a blowout game, I would sit him. Uh, for my last sit, I got Jared Cook. Um, they're playing the Browns, and the Browns have just been amazing on defense this year. Week one struggled, but you're playing the Chiefs. But uh, after that, I mean, last week with the Vikings, only seven points. So with that Vikings offense, I mean, that's just incredible. Um, I think it's just better to stream someone else. I think there's much better options on the way. Yeah, we're there's are. definitely better options on the way. We're Do not pick up Jerry Cook, no matter what. I don't even think you're thinking about that. Well, is that your... Let's yeah, those are my starts and sits, and now we're going to move on to buy low. Yeah, so my buy low is A.J. Brown. Now, I think you'll probably agree with me on this one, yeah. but, but A.J. Brown is still a great receiver. And there's no doubt that he's not going to be great. I did, he's still a top 15 receiver, in my opinion, this year. Could be top 12, to be honest, but we'll see how that turns out. I think you you got to get get him on your team. You, you can get him for so low right now. Like You can probably get him for like... Like very very low like that that's something he's not the same player as he was last year for sure but he's still a really good player he's still AJ Brown um and I don't know how healthy Julio's gonna be this year so I don't think Julio will affect him too much but um yeah he's not gonna be the same player as last year so don't expect that but I mean we don't know that though yeah but I mean with how he started off I don't think he'll be the same player yeah that's true I mean it, it all depends like we had to wait a couple weeks he was really, really good last year I just don't think he'll be like that I okay. think this will be good where he'll give you your wide receiver too maybe flex uh, if you have a better team but also, guys, by the way, rankings are not determined. Like, this is just in fantasy in general. Rankings are never really determined until around week eight, week nine. Now, those are the weeks when we, like, kind of know who's going to be what in their, like, category, like, how good they're going to be. 
So we could easily see AJ Brown end up in the top ten. We could easily see him being the top, th- uh, like under twenty. It all depends on how, uh, how like uh, it turns out. So right now our rankings, we're just going off of our thoughts. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna keep note of. And later in the year, podcasts will become a lot easier for us because we already know what's gonna be like. All right. So my next buy low is George Kittle. That's a buy low. That that's just a buy low. He had eleven targets last game. He's gonna be fine. He. It, I, I can't I know I can't keep on saying this, but I still think George Kittle's a buy low until well, until he plays good. And I mean obviously after week eight, if he's still bad, that's that that's the point where I'm like, okay, now it's time to sell him. But until then I'm gonna c- consider him a buy low. Yeah, I mean I've watched enough Kittle games to know that he's just inconsistent. It's not his fault. I don't think it's his fault. I think it's just the offense the Niners offense is just it never really relies off of one player. That's one reason why I think D-Hop won't stay this way. Uh, not D-Hop, Debo will stay this way. But um, they always sort of rely off whoever. It's not. It's never just one player. It's just always moving from player to player as, as a player gets hot. Um, they just give them the ball, then they cool down. New player gets the ball. And I think with the Niners getting their running backs back, it won't really help Kittle too much. But um, actually, no, I think it will help. I think the run game helps Kittle a good amount. Um, I think having that run game... It really just takes a lot of attention away from Kittle, which I think right now with no the Niners not really having a running game with the amount of running back injuries they have. Teams are really focusing on Kittle. Um, he isn't playing this week either, but uh, I mean we don't know that he's doubtful. By the way, doubtful. Yeah, doubtful is pretty much out. I don't think I've, yeah. I don't remember the last time I've seen a doubtful player actually play. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's. I mean, Kittle's gonna be Kittle. He's gonna have really good games. He's gonna have really bad games. It's just it's what you have to deal with. It's really up to you if you think. That's you should take him or just take a waiver. I mean that that's lit. Out. Don't take him for a waiver, please. Don't take. No, him no. If you don't want to trade for him. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, Waller, Waller is the. Uh, he's also pretty similar actually. Last year, he had a lot of uh, fifty fifty games. He had like actually for like six games in a row. He had a bad game, then a good game, bad game, and then a good game, bad game, and then a good game. It, it's it's similar honestly throughout all tight ends. It's just how it is. Except you don't, if you have Travis Kelsey, you're safe. That's the only thing. He had his first bad game in like the past I think two years. It's crazy. All right, my next buy low. I mean, also if you can buy low on Travis Kelsey, I highly doubt it. But if you can do it, my next buy low is Stephon Diggs. He's gonna stay buy low forever. He's never he he gets so many targets from Josh Allen. He Josh Allen loves him. He gets seventy plus yards every single game at least. If he, oh no, he should be getting around seventy plus yards every single game. So always by on Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I think he'll 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 bounce back. I mean, he's not even playing bad. He's just not been playing like what Stephon Diggs should be playing like. But um, yeah, I think he'll 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 bounce back and have a good season. Yeah, for sure. All right, my next uh, by low is T.J. Hawkinson. Hawkinson, uh, he will be good this year. He had a bad. I mean, he he had a bad two last games. He had a, actually really good two first games. So that's something I do value. Oh, another buy low is DeAndre Swift. I just thought of that one, but I don't think you're going to get him for a lot. I don't think you'll, you'll be able to give up too much. He's gonna he's still valued pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hawkinson, I feel like it's very similar to Kittle where they'll have really good games but also have really bad games. I mean, Hawkinson was like this exactly, exactly like this last year. I mean, if we look last year, weeks 11 through 14, all over 10. Weeks 15 to 16, 1, 6, and 5. It's just that... He's so inconsistent that I still think that you could get him for a pretty good amount, but I wouldn't overpay for him just because he is inconsistent. But I think I'll continue to have some good games, but definitely struggle and like have some under 10 points, under 5-point games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. My next buy low is CMC. Now, 
until he comes back, he's my buy low. Because after that, you're not going to be able to buy low on him. Now, now I, at least now, I don't think you'll be able to buy low on him because he's he's 95% chance going to come back next week. This week, probably not because he's doubtful. But just getting a doubtful sign makes it look like he's going to play next week. And McCaffrey is the best player in fantasy. I don't care what people say about Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. I don't care. It's, it's CMC. Yeah. And it, no doubt. Like, I wouldn't. Honestly, straight up, maybe Derrick Henry. That's a very, very big thinking, though, because Chris McCaffrey is so deadly. It, it like you are guaranteed twenty five points a game. So, in my opinion, I don't think you should trade McCaffrey unless obviously the trade blows you away and is like way too much for the player. But uh, I think he's just way too good. I mean, maybe if you are like in a dire need to really like you're zero and four, one and no, zero and four, yeah, zero and four or one and three, um, then maybe then consider it if you really need some. I, honestly, if you're 0-4 and, and, like, you're getting really bad trade offers, don't do it. Don't yeah, even send really bad. on him, please. If you're getting really bad offers, then don't do it. But if you get, if you get Henry, then I would... If you're 0-4, I would do Henry for McCaffrey straight up just because you might need that uh, yeah, just to yeah. revive your season. You have no other options. Yeah, that, that's that's also something I would do. He's looked pretty good in the target game, so, yeah. Yeah. So, is that your buy lows? No, I got a couple more. So, my... La- oh, no, sorry, one more. My last buy low is CeeDee Lamb. I don't think he's gonna stay like this. He he had a, he had two bad games in a row. Targets weren't there, so I don't really have anything to say about it. I, there's nothing really to back up why he will do good. I just have a feeling that he will eventually be good again. He's too good to not be good. Like he has a good QB, but he has a good offense around him. He is, I in my opinion, I think he is the wide receiver one. I'm not too sure. No, he's not. Okay, then he's wide receiver. Okay, but still, it's still a, too much of a dynamic offense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, CD will have some good games, too, because he'll get a touchdown in one game. Next game, he'll be bad, just because of how many weapons like Callaway's offense has. Um, right now, it helps that Gallup isn't there, but when Gallup does come back, it definitely doesn't help CD at all. Um, yeah, I think he could have he could be good again, but I just don't trust him. Uh, but if you get him for cheap, then definitely do it. He'll be a good uh, wide receiver, too, for you. Yeah, those are my buy Depending on how many people are in your league. Yeah, those are my buy-low. Okay, so my first buy-low is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. I know he hasn't been great this year. I started the first game, but he also hasn't been really fully healthy, I think. I mean, I know his injury has been lingering a little bit. I think he'll just bounce back. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It's kind of impossible for him to do bad. Um, I mean, I'm not too sure. I mean, yeah, I think he will be good this year, but I don't think he's going to be top five out of this year. I think... I think the way the Cardinals are playing their offense, they're throwing to everybody. Like, Kyler Murray's not I think he's straight targeting D-Hop. Throwing to everyone just because of his injury. I think the injury really affected his target shares. Um, I think I think this week he'll have a really big game against the Niners. I mean, the Niners don't really have any cornerbacks. I mean, yeah, who's their cornerback right now? Manuel Mosley, that's it. I mean, it's just not It's not great. You have a rookie on the other side. Um, it'll be... It'll be, it'll be It'll be. We'll see how he plays, but I just, I just don't trust D Hop. I, I do trust D Hop. I just, I don't trust the Niners secondary right now, and I, I trust D Hop to bounce back. Yeah, that's it, it's weird. D Hop is a good player, but I don't know. He's, he's interesting. He's actually one of my players to talk about. That's later on, though. Yeah. So my next spy low is Alvin Kamara. I know he hasn't, he hasn't been great this year either. Um, but the Saints, I don't know. He just hasn't really worked too well with Jameis. I don't think Jameis likes checking down. But I think that will change a bit. I think as the Saints have not been... I mean, they're 2-2. Two and two. you really rather be better than that. I think they're going to start using Kamara a lot more in the offense as hopefully they realize that Jameis isn't good enough to carry your team. 
Um, he's been getting a lot of carries, though. That is one thing that's encouraging, but he hasn't really been anything in the receiving game at all. I think that will improve, and I think if you get him for cheap, you should do it. I mean, I don't, yeah. Alvin Kamara, he hasn't been, he, he's not going to be an RB3 this year. No shot. I don't see it happening. But I do think he can be a top five running back still. With Winston, Winston doesn't look like he is targeting him, as Rohan said, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's something that you have to keep yeah. Jameis doesn't like checking down. We know that already. I mean, he knows, he loves to, like, just chuck it deep, but I think the Saints might try to change that a little bit just to hopefully get their offense a little bit better. Um, yeah. Now we will move on to our sell highs. Okay, so my first sell high is Kenny Galladay. Now, I think he had around 18 points against the uh, against the Giants, I mean, the, the, the football team. Pretty good game, but it's not going to last. Sterling, she- Sterling Shepard and... Uh, yeah, they're both out. They, yeah, they're both out. It was just he's the only one there. Um, yes, yeah, if I mean I don't really know how much you could get for him, but if I guess someone in your league really likes Kenny Galladay and will give you a lot for him, then definitely sell him. He's not going to be good this year. I mean, he'll be good. He'll have some good games, but he's not going to be consistent this year. Yeah. All right. My next sell high is Cordell Patterson. Now this is this is weird. Now I do think he will be good this year, but people are overpaying for him. Yeah. Like they are giving the moon for like he's the RB three in the year. Take advantage of that. Trade him. He's not an RB3. No shot. Now, I do think he will be top 20 running back this year. Top 20? Top 15, maybe. But I, I'm with how he started, I think he'll be a top If he stays healthy. I mean, top 10 is not too hard with injuries and stuff. but Not with it too hard. He's going to be splitting carries. He's getting 30%. No, but I don't the carries isn't the part that matters about him. It's just receptions. And he's, he's then he could be just considered a wide receiver. Okay, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but he's playing running back, so... It's weird. We'll see how that turns out. He, I think that's one topic that we're a little bit contra- contradiction on. But if you can sell high on him, I would. I mean, yeah. If someone thinks he's worth the superstar, trade him for the superstar. But if you're doing, <laughs> no doubt, please yeah, do that. Trade him for the superstar. But uh, if it's not a superstar, someone that maybe only might uh, help your team, I think the upside of Patterson is just too much. I would keep him. Um, I'm no, not this, this is one that I'm not too sure about. Cordell Patterson's such an interesting player. Getting 30% of... It's time when the tar like and he's getting targeted almost every single time he's on the field so I don't know how they're gonna continue plan on using him for the rest of the season. All right, my next sell high is Amari Cooper. Now I don't think it's gonna be good this year. That offense is turning into a very run heavy offense with Tony Pollard and Zeke. Now Zeke is not a buy low, but he's a buy. You have to get him on your team. He's gonna be good this year. I I was I was never having any doubt in Zeke. I he had a bad start to the season, yeah, but it's. He's he's too good to be bad. That's the thing. Like last year, he was bad because he had bad O line, bad QB. It doesn't for that offense to really show that he was a good player. But now he does have all of that. I don't know if he's in his prime, but he looked like he was in his prime last week. So, yeah, Amari uh, Cooper. Um, yeah, I think he's doing what he did last year too. He'll have some good games. He'll be inconsistent, but I mean, if you get something really good for Cooper, sell him, I guess. But uh, I don't really expect her to get much for him just because. It's not what you can get for him. It's just the fact that, like, he's not going to play like this, I don't think, in the rest of the season. He only had 6-15. I mean, he'll have that a few games, but it's nothing special. So I don't think you'll get too much for him. Yeah. If someone really likes Cooper because of his first 38-point game in week one, um, yeah, sell him. I Unless, but they have to be a good amount better. I don't think it's really worth it for someone close to him. Um, but if he gets them really better, then, yeah, definitely trade him. Yeah. All right, my last sell high is Clyde Edwards Hiller. He will always be in my sell high. I do not like him this year. He's on a way too heavy of a pass heavy offense and way too good of an offense that he's going to get that much. Shit. He's like a like a fifth fifth uh, string, like fifth string targets 
Tyreek, Travis Kelsey. I don't know what order you have that in. Like, Michael Hardman, some other, and then maybe Clyde at four. But still, that offense is so good that I he's not going to be great. Guy. I mean, he's getting the touches, yeah, but it's not going to last. He's, he had 20 fantasy points back-to-back games. It's not going to last. Yeah, no, it's not going to last. Uh, he'll get a touchdown once, a, once every few games, but I just don't think he'll be consistent for you, especially with the... The, this the weapons on the Chiefs offense. It's just not going to be consistent. I know. I mean, 10 to 16 and 19 uh, isn't bad. I mean, the two is bad, but the 16, 19 isn't bad. I just don't think he'll keep that up. Yeah. So, yeah, if you get something good for him, sell. Yeah. All right. That's my sell highs. And my first sell high, I guess I'll kind of combine them. It's going to be DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Russell's out six to eight weeks, with, most likely. Um, yeah. Whoever I mean, if you can hold them, if you're like four and zero yeah. in the league, maybe keep them. But yeah, if your team is in a good spot right now, then you could probably hold on to them. But uh, if your team is just outside the playoff picture or, or barely in the playoffs or last place, trade them. Uh, oh, if you're last place, go ahead and get rid of them. Yeah. They're not going to be good this year anymore. I mean, they'll still be good when Russell comes back. No, they'll still have a few good games. They just won't be consistent because of Gino yeah. being the quarterback or whoever they bring in. It's just not going to be consistent enough. Nowhere near uh, Russell Wilson, obviously. Um, yeah. So for my next sell high, or my last sell high, is going to be Debo Samuel. I know he's been really good this year, but... As you said earlier. Yeah. Just the way the Niners' offense has been in the last... Since Kyle Shanahan has, uh, came in, it just never really seemed to focus on one player. I mean, you have, at, right now, probably the second best tight in the league, and... The offense still doesn't even really it's, target it's him real life, much. by the way. Yeah, real life. The second best tight end, George Kittle. Some people think he's better than Kelsey, too. And the offense still doesn't even run through Kittle, which just goes to show what Shanahan really does on his offense, which, you know, if that's a good thing or bad thing, I don't know. But uh, Debo has been really, really, really good right now. But uh, I just think Shanahan's going to start running the ball more or doing something else, which should just mess up Debo. I mean, I just don't trust him right now. Not with Shanahan's play calling. I mean, not with how he plays call plays and how he just... He never seems to focus on one player. And that's something that you just can't trust on your fantasy team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And with how he's playing, I feel like it's pretty It's pretty possible to get a superstar player for him who is the main target on, your, on that person, on that team. And the coach doesn't really share targets too much with other players. Um, yeah, so I would sell him. Yeah. All right, so that is his last sell high. I'm gonna switch it up a bit. I'm gonna do. We're gonna first do players on waivers, and then we'll do. We'll end it off with my players to talk about. So my first player player on the waivers, if he is on your waivers, get Cordell Patterson. Now I did say sell high on him, but that's for the exact reason. If he's on your waivers, probably nobody in the league likes him, which isn't great. But I still think he's a really good player to keep on your team. So yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Patterson. I really like Patterson. Yeah, there's not much to say about yeah. it. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, so my waiver wire, it's going to be the same as... Oh, you have one more. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got two more, actually, my bad. Uh, my second one is Jacoby Myers. So my Jacoby Myers is a good receiver. He's getting a lot of targets. He's somebody I would pick up if you had the option. Like, it's just a waiver pickup. It's a risk. You're not going to get much out of it. I mean, if you're in FB, FBA, I think it's called, then maybe not, because I don't know if he's worth enough, but yeah. Alright, my last waiver player to look out for is Michael Pittman. If you're in deeper league, I would 100% pick him up. He's getting a lot of targets from Carson Wentz. Only issue I have with him is if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, yeah. but if he, if he can, then 
He's a good. He's a good player. Yeah, he's been really good the last three weeks, especially if you're in a deeper league. And if he can keep stay consistent, then yeah, pick him up for sure. Um, yeah, Carson Wentz's injury is definitely a concern. I don't know if he'll ever be fully healthy, but um, if he is, then I think Pittman will be good for the Colts and for your fantasy team. Yep. <laughs> All right, those are my last waivers. Okay, so I have one. Uh, it's kind of the same from I have two actually. Same from last week, it's going to be Dalton Schultz. I mean, if you didn't pick him up last week, I think you should pick him up again this week. He had been really good, um, especially because I know people need tight ends, and tight ends are hard to, uh, hard to come by. And He's right now, I mean, right now he had a 17, 26, three against the Chargers, and 10. I think he could be a good tight end. I mean, Blake Darwin doesn't help being there, but uh, it definitely it definitely hasn't hurt him way, it hasn't hurt him too much. Yeah, Dalton Schultz is looking like the actual target right now, so that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, um, pick him up. I guess my second one will be Corey Davis. I think he'll be on most of your people's waiver wire. If he, he'll have some good matchups. I mean, uh, if he has a good matchup, I think uh, it's probably a good thing to start him. If, if they're playing a good team, don't start him because the Jets will be down by a lot. Zach Wilson will struggle. But if they're playing a team like the Falcons, um, the Texans, the Jaguars, they have all three of those matchups coming up, I think he could be a pretty good start if you're in a deeper league or you have a bye week and need a new receiver. Yeah, Corey Davis, he's a good player. Like, he's just on a bad offense, sadly. And if they're playing a good team, he's not going to do good. that same as Roman. So. And my third and final one, actually, is going to be LaVishka Chenault. Yeah, yeah. I agree with with um, DJ Chark being out. LaVishka had 17 last week uh, with, Chult, uh, with Chark hurt. I think he should be on most people's waivers. I mean, honestly, he, I think, is pretty much going to be on everyone's waivers. I think that you should pick him up, and I think he'll he'll do good. I mean... It's right now just Marvin Jones and Chanel, and I think Chanel, I think the Jaguars probably want to get Chanel uh, involved a little bit more just because he is a rookie, or not, second year, and, you know, you want to get your uh, players, your younger players involved rather than your older players because Marvin Jones is not going to get any better. LaVishka will, though, and I think they want to get LaVishka involved. Yeah, this is, LaVishka, I had him in my, uh, I think my my buys in the beginning of the year, my first, one of my first buys. I had this coming in. Now that, uh, I, I obviously don't wish, wish ill on players, but, now that DJ Chark is out, sadly, he's a pickup. Yeah, and I mean, his targets have been really good this year. 10, 7, 4, and 7. Uh, I mean, yeah, 4 isn't great, and also week 2, he had 7 targets, but only 2 receptions. That isn't great. Targets always isn't always the receiver's fault. Sometimes it could be the quarterback's fault. But uh, yeah, the targets are definitely there, which means he has the potential to have a really good game. Yeah, I would take him over Marvin Jones this year, honestly. I just Marvin Jones is really touchdown dependent, which I don't trust. Yeah, I mean, I think they both are right now because they're not really superstar players. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Lavishka will be better at the end of the year than Marvin Jones. So, yeah, those are my waiver wire pickups. Okay, so this is our last section. We're going to do players to talk about. So our first player to talk about is Christian McCaffrey. We're not going to go too deep into this one. It's just the fact that Christian McCaffrey is injured, and I think you should get him in all leagues. He's my wide running back one. I mean, not he's, not gonna, he's probably not going to end up as RB1, but he is my RB1. He's going to play like the RB1. So. Yeah, the injury is he's going to be back next week, I think. Yeah, he is. He done. almost came back this week, so I think it's almost a guarantee he'll come back next week. Don't give him up for anything too cheap. And uh, if you trade for him, trade for him, but don't give too much up for him. I know McCaffrey's McCaffrey, but like, don't give up too many good players for McCaffrey. Yeah, don't. Yeah. It's just not worth it. I know McCaffrey's the best player in fantasy right now, but. I mean, if, like, if it's like four waivers, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's. Just don't give up two superstars for McCaffrey. I, I'm just not doing that. Yeah. All right, my next one is Montgomery, David Montgomery. He's out for four to five weeks. Similar situation to McCaffrey, but obviously not as good. Don't 
He's probably very low value right now. If you can get him for low value, I would. Yeah, if you get him for your waivers, definitely go for it. Like he is also playing the Seahawks and the Giants, sixteen, seventeen. Those are two defenses who have not played very good this year. So, yeah, I think if you have a team, if your team is like sort of set right now, and maybe you have like a, you're a pretty good seed, um, then I would go after David Montgomery. If you're sort of in a lower seed, like maybe last or second last place, probably don't go after him just because he is hurt right now. And if you have to give up something good for him. It'll just make your team a lot worse. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next player to talk about is A.J. Brown. Now, A.J. Brown, another player not to be worried that much about. He's going to be fine. He's just, yeah, I don't know if he'll be as good as he was last year. We'll, we'll really see. It's a, He's just a to-look player. Yeah. I mean, he's not I don't. I just, I, I don't think he'll be as good as he will be as he was last year, but I think he's still, he's still A.J. Brown. He's still a really good player. He's going to, I think he's going to be average around 14, 15, 15. Yeah, months. I think that's not, that's not too hard to get for him, um. He'll have some bad games just because if Derrick Henry goes off or if Julio has a good game, he might struggle a bit, but uh, he'll have some really good games too. So yeah. I think he'll be inconsistent, but he'll have some pretty good games. Yeah. All right, my last player to talk about is DeAndre Hopkins. We both have different opinions on this, we think. I don't know how high am I am. I think he's a top 10 receiver for sure, but uh, I don't... We'll, we'll see how he turns out. He's obviously... He's my number one receiver in the league, no doubt, but for the future of the NFL... Uh, for the... For fantasy, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I mean, I just really think the injury is the main reason he hasn't been doing good. That might be completely wrong, but honestly, in my opinion, it's just the injury. Um, I just think Diop's way too good of a player to not go to. Um, I know the division isn't really that good right now, but I mean, if you talk about, if you really think about it, you got the Niners and the Seahawks, whose secondary is now pretty much non-existent. So you really just have the Rams. Um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see how they play. We'll see how he plays this year. Yeah, I mean, well, that's bad. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just, he'll, he'll be fine. It, uh, we'll see. It's, it, all these players are just a we'll see on, from my end. Alright, well, that's the last section. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Um, that's probably gonna be it for today. Alright, so, well, thank you guys for coming out and listening to our podcast. Check out our Instagram, and we are planning on going on YouTube soon. That is in the future plans. Uh, we are gonna wait it out, though. So, well, thank you guys for listening, and see you guys next time.